Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. Mm-hmm. Does the date matter anymore? No, it doesn't. Why can't we just be like animals where dates and time don't matter? Mm-hmm. I got a brick from the Sears when they tore it down a month or two ago in my hometown of Peterborough. Mm-hmm. I, so like maybe if you needed it as a doorstop, I could understand that. It was just for the, I can always just say, hey, whatever. <laughs> I got a brick from Sears. Mm-hmm. Like people are coming over, they're like, hey, I see that brick over there. Where'd you get that from? Where'd you get that it's- brick from? Mm-hmm. 10 years, you're going to be changing more diapers. And 10 years after that, you're going to be changing more diapers. And then 10 years after that, you'll be in diapers. I think I'm pretty close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're breaking up on my end, too. You're oh. like, <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast, brought to you by our friends at McDonald's. Dance. Dance. It's already June 23rd. Summer's over. Done. (laughs) Done. You're a very strange person with uh, the weather, <laughs> the seasons. It's almost as if you don't want to. You don't want to live in the moment. You're always looking ahead to the next thing. Now, July and August are my two favorite months for weather. I gotta say, the weather, and I don't know what it was like out where you guys were, but the weather the last week in the city of Toronto was so spectacular. It almost makes you forget about our nine months of winter. Did you break out the gold bond? I know I didn't have to. I don't because it's not humid. That was the other thing. Usually downtown Toronto is like humid, steamy hot box, like the inside of producer Tim's car after a uh, crushing a few bowls. And and I gotta say, it's been wonderful. It hasn't been uh, steamy at all. But I imagine you. You're pretty much a year-round bonder, aren't you, Tools? <laughs> year-round gold bond guy. Because of my thick legs rubbing together. Think, speaking of inside cars, um, woke up this morning. Uh, thieves were inside mine. What? Yeah. But they, I, whoever you are, thanks for not really wrecking anything. I guess my, I left my car open last night. So they took the change and some gum, I think. That's all I can see. <laughs> Do you think maybe they took a steamy dump uh, uh, under the back seat, but you just didn't catch a whiff of it yet? No, they just went through the center console. Uh, They didn't take my uh, 407 transponder. They didn't take um, uh, a mask. Uh, They didn't take hand sanitizer. Um, So change, and I think... Did they take your McDonald's reward card, Dan? Yes, my McDonald's land gift certificates. All of them. Ah, the McDonald's... The McDonald Land coupons. Oh, man, those were awesome. But uh, oh. so, yeah. So thanks for uh, being nice, robbers. I guess they were just, uh, they just wanted a small score, not a big one. Do you think it's really comes down to the fact that you uh, were an extremely disappointing uh, robbery target? No, usually I leave a lot of things in the car. So, um I was lucky, and they took the, the cover off the fuse box, so I don't know if they were going to try to hotwire it and then figure it out, we don't know what we're doing, and then just left it. Really? You think yeah. that? that? I mean, or maybe uh, maybe the Hyundai 
fuse box is so the Korean fusing is so complicated mm-hmm. that they couldn't get at it. They only knew the North American or Japanese or, or maybe German. Or maybe they really messed with me and like screwed with the GPS and now I'm gonna it'll take me to the wrong place every time. Take me to Scarborough. You're in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. <laughs> And they're they're in for the they're in for the long haul. They're this is the the long game. I gotta say, guys, I'm downstairs in my basement, and there's a toy here that is making noise. It's like singing a song or something, and I can't I can't place it. Just give me one second. I'm gonna find it. Okay, I can hear it. Hmm, mystery. Here it is. I found it. What was it? That was a that was a quick mystery. The bow and arrow set. Yeah, I've got this bow and arrow. These things. There's a shoe. Oh, (laughs) it's in here. Can you hear that? Oh, yeah. There it is. It's this thing. Oh, it's a Santa sleigh. Look at that. That's very nice. There you go. Uh, My house is also filled with those things where your kid has to have it. They play with it for four minutes and never again. Yeah, that's a great point, Dan. That is so true about toys. Like, but were we any different? I think about that sometimes. I know I didn't have as many toys as my kids have, but were we as quickly bored with as our kids are? No, as I told my kids, I got uh, two presents a year, one on Christmas, one on my birthday. Wow, okay. Well, I mean... And, and it was usually... Was softball like this. And it was usually the rewrap present that I just got. I bought this uh, softball for my daughter because I want her to uh, get a scholarship so I don't have to pay for her college. But what I was told by um, my wife's uh, former uh, trainer in L.A., Dan, is a a former Pepperdine University student. And she told uh, my wife, Choby, that we should try to put Isabel into bowling. Stop! Have really? I told this story before? No. I thought it was. I thought lacrosse was the one because it's such a large team sport. No, it's. She said bowling because she said that there is uh, throughout, especially throughout the Midwest, there are scholarships available, especially for girls, for bowling. Wow. And they're they're available and nobody's taking them. They're just sitting there. It's like money just sitting there waiting to be claimed. So she said, get your kid into bowling. And you got a chance at a free ride at a U.S. college. So there's a hot tip for all you uh, young parents out there or for your for you old parents like Dan and myself. But you ruined it. You shouldn't have told anyone. So you had a better, better shot. I'm oh, sorry. I'm there's a baby confident. crying. Hang on. So on. we should, we should explain this. So Dan is. I'll mute myself for a sec. With the baby right now. Dan is. Uh, we're, we're doing the podcast and stuff. We kind of. We kind of said, maybe, Dan, we postpone this. And Dan's like, no, no, I got this. And now Oakland looks like Oakland was uh, not too happy about our bowling talk. And uh, now she's now she's making an appearance <laughs> on the pod. Sorry about this, guys. Um, Oakland, oh, what a cutie. Oakland just down four ounces, but uh, she doesn't want any part. Look, I've got a – look, I mean, did you ever have one of these? You just tie them up like a mummy. They can't get out. Look at her. What a cutie. <laughs> Yeah. She looks yeah. like a young uh, Ty Domi right now. That's a baby's look like. <laughs> Wait, are you saying she's got a big head? 
Well, all babies kind of have big heads and, you know, kind of shaved and combed straight down. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's Domi. Every baby is Domi. I sent Max Domi, our buddy, uh, a message on Father's Day because he sent a nice big long Instagram story to his dad. And he said, thanks for the big head. <laughs> it's true. I was if laughing. You're, yeah, for if a while. you're a Domi kid, you're probably going to end up with a big noggin. There's nothing you're going <laughs> to. The, the evidence is right there in front of everybody to see. So there's probably no getting away with that one, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, so I, apo- I apologize in advance. Yeah, my. I'm get. I booked a, an appointment. I think I'm in next Wednesday. Finally getting the hair. Oh, there's a big burp. Perfect. Um, next Wednesday, and I had a dream last night. I'm having very vivid dreams ever since having a baby for some reason. Um, that I was somewhere and I woke up and I had shaved my mustache, but not my beard. Maybe you should give that a try. Maybe it's a sign, <laughs> like the universe is trying to tell you something. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. It's rather, it's really bothering me. This is, I don't know what the longest you've ever grown a beard. So when did we leave work? It was the the day after the Rudy Gobert stuff. Um, so I've been growing it since then. So we're what? Three Mid-March. Months? Mid-March. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're exactly at the end of this week, we will have done 12 weeks of television shows at home. According to our technical producer, Nick Caroli, you had two weeks on, to the beginning of that while TSN was trying to figure out whether COVID was real or not. And you've got 14 weeks right there. So man, yeah, that's 14 weeks of beard growth. But I was just thinking about something. I don't know anyone who's ever shaved their mustache, but kept their beard except for maybe Abraham Lincoln. Did Abraham Lincoln have the beard, but no mustache. So basically that's, that's a fad that you got to believe deserves to come back at this point because that's been a long time right yeah um every fad comes back except the hitler the hitler will never come back even though michael jeffrey jordan tried (laughs) very hard in the 90s to make it happen and if anyone could have done it it's michael jeffrey jordan right who was probably the most popular human being on the planet at the time and that says something that's how you know the Hitler mustache will never be back because the most popular person in the world tried to do it and even he could not do it. Who's the most popular person, athlete, actor right now on the planet? Aside from President Trump. Oh, is it Brad Pitt? Because I had a dream the other night Brad Pitt was holding my baby and dropped her. Seems like something Brad would do. <laughs> um, I, I'd probably... Oh, uh, no, because we don't know the TikTok star's names, but they like no. Charlie D'Amelio. She's massive. My kid's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're saying a TikTok star's <laughs> most popular person in the world. No, I'm no, talking, no. I backtrack. No, no, no. No, popular in the world. I mean, like, global popular. Like, could it be like Lionel Messi, maybe? Like, is that the most popular human being on the planet right now? LeBron? Yeah, could be LeBron, I guess. It's possible. We're just going athletes here. And who would be number one for NHL? Who would be the most recognizable NHL player right now? Sidney Crosby still? I think so, because I don't know. I don't, again, I don't mean to provide Max Kellerman with more fuel for his uh, arguments on first take, but I don't know that Americans could name, outside of their own market, five NHL players. I don't. I don't. I, th- I hate to say it, but Max Kellerman was kind of right. 
I know Linda Cohn got upset at him for saying it, but but the NHL is a regional sport. It's not a national sport. Down there, here it's obviously the thing we care about the most. But hey, did you not. did you see the Alberta pitch video for having Edmonton as a host city? It was magical. If you haven't seen it, um, uh, if you're listening right now, look it up because it is a tourism video for all of Alberta with maybe probably a shot of the Edmonton Arena. That's right. Uh, The the Edmonton (laughs) stuff was very brief. (laughs) The arena itself. I mean, the Edmonton argument is from a health perspective, and lots of people have said this on social media, it's the most it makes the most sense it's an arena it's a hotel attached to the arena it's the fewest cases of covid period it probably should get it um it's down to they did make it to the final six as of this podcast taping we're taping it on uh, tuesday night tuesday night or is this monday night i don't know what tuesday. tuesday tuesday night so yeah i mean but toronto i don't know if you saw they resubmitted their bid on tuesday so they feel like maybe they got a chance. They, they're going to slide in a little last, uh, last minute. So they're taking their stuff away from the downtown core. Uh, maybe they're going to Scarborough, uh, yeah, the safest place in the world. And I, I've, I first wondered, I'm like, why would a city want this? But then it's a postcard for your city for the entire time that you're a bubble city. So it's great for tourism, et cetera, et cetera. Well, if you had told uh, younger Dan O'Toole that we would be doing a podcast right now with Hal Johnson, first off, I'd say, what's a podcast? <laughs> and secondly, I'm like, that's amazing. Living legend, Hal Johnson, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, that I'm still living. That's the part. That's the part. <laughs> <you need. laughs> In all seriousness, Hal, like, do you understand the impact that you have had on, on young Canadians throughout the course of the last several decades? Because I'm not exaggerating when I say that you are you and Joanne um, are really a fundamental part of Canadian culture. Like, it's I'm not I'm not uh, underestimating any of that. Well, I, I knew that I'd made it when I made a music video that you guys are in as well as us. And, and I, I, thought, I thought, yeah, now I've, now I've made it, right? So that was, uh, and it was funny when that video came out, I don't know if you felt this way, but it was like, it was humbling. You know, I, I actually reached out to the, uh, uh, the musician and I just thanked him because it was so you know, to, to have a small part in Canadiana was, it was pretty neat. I, I, just, I thought it was, I was, I was more excited about that than the Governor General's Award. No, but honestly, I mean, I think uh, when you and Joanne are out and about, what kind of reaction do you guys get when you're out and about together? Um, is like, uh, oh, I thought you were younger looking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or I, I thought you were dead. Uh, um, oh, <laughs> so no. There's very reactions that we get. It's, you know, it's always positive. Um, usually it's interesting. And we, I guess I never really thought about it too much uh, until uh, a couple of times, but not that much about, but we always get asked whether we're married or not. And we, you know, ask the question like, why is that important? Um, mm-hmm. Because we never made a thing about it. But, uh, you know, the, the backstory that I put out last week um, is that, and I wonder, did we not, say, focus on a relationship because of that backstory in a sense that that had happened? We were a little bit gun shot. I don't know. But we never thought it was that important. The, we didn't want it to, that to distract from the message. 
but it seemed to be part of the message that people were always interested in. And we, yes. and then we, then we started to play with it. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, like we'd do, like when we'd be on interviews, it'd be like, uh, oh, so are you guys married? And we go, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Great, great. What's the next question? <laughs> you know, so, um, Dan so we, and I do the same thing. Yeah, I know. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, Hal, I have a couple of pressing questions. I've always wondered, have you kept, did you keep all the track suits? And do you ever look back at some of the exercise and you're like, what were we doing there? <laughs> I, I, not the exercises, because the things that we have done predominantly have been relatively down the middle. Um, right. Our whole uh, idea and approach was simply to uh, get you off the couch. So it wasn't, yeah. uh, wasn't a really kind of out there type of... But you were never like smoking cigarettes while doing no. any of the murders. No, yeah. no, but, like, but there's a video made of Hal Johnson smoking cigarettes. It's, uh, <laughs> it's that's the title of the song. I... I don't know, <laughs> but uh, it's, it, but it's it, like we, I just saw a video we did um, a gentleman in a, uh, we did uh, tennis and he was in a wheelchair and he reached out to me on LinkedIn a couple days ago and he asked me if I could, um, if I could do, if, if I could send him the video. So I said, certainly it's on our YouTube channel. I sent it to him, but before I sent it to him, uh, cause it's not for public yet, but I sent it to him and I watched it. And it was like, wow, yeah, we did this wheelchair tennis. It was back in, I believe it was 1992 or 93. But the interesting thing is that for the first six, seven seconds, eight seconds of the montage, you don't know he's in a wheelchair. And we never mention wheelchair through the whole thing. Like it's not wheelchair tennis. We just have him as part of the landscape. He's, uh, he's playing tennis against Joanne. He wins the point. We do the exercise, which is a, uh, you know, turning your wrists, you know, uh, uh, getting more flexibility in your wrists, and here's how you do it and strengthen them. And he's he's doing it from his chair, and I'm doing it standing up. And we never mention um, the the wheelchair. And I was thinking hmm. about all of this that we've been doing for 32 years. For us, it just seemed natural. Uh, yeah. Both the and and we didn't. So when I say if we were to be accused of kind of coming to this party late. In terms of, uh, we've been here. We've got the video proof that yeah. uh, we've been talking about this stuff. Uh, uh, gender equality. Um, you know, it's like it, a, a lot of things that you thought the female would do. Like I did the housework stuff that we you know, right. around the house, and Joanne, you know, it, it didn't do that. And so we we've tried to flip the roles of the gender. So both gender and and then in our shows, you'll you will see a, a, a smattering of different races. Um, like we did a Tai Chi show, we put more white people in the Tai Chi and we, we had it, we featured a Jamaican woman because you, you know, you wouldn't want like, we didn't put like, you know, 10 Asian people doing Tai Chi in the show. So right, we, we right. tried to flip the script on what you would think at home, you know, through basically through the nineties and early two thousands. You, uh, so first of all, I feel like everyone who works at TSN, like Dan and myself, owes you uh, an apology, especially after, you know, what you brought to light uh, last week. Uh, you applied to be a reporter at TSN back in 1988. Your story's been out there for, for a long time, but I'll just try to give it a bit of a Coles Notes thing here, Hal. Um, you, you at 11 o'clock in the morning, you're told you have the job. At 2.30 in the afternoon, uh, you get a call saying that because Mark Jones already works for the network and Mark Jones is black, that TSN doesn't want two black reporters. I think 
it, it's such a devastating story. But what I think is made such an impact is the way you tell the story in such a positive way. And you talk about your dad and how he told you not to get angry at things because anger was an impediment for you to find a solution. Is, would that be correct to say? Yeah. And my dad, he, he played, um, he barnstormed uh, baseball. Uh, that's how we met my mom in Rosetown, Saskatchewan, uh, barnstorm, uh, black baseball players going across North America, barnstorming. There's an old movie, Bingo Long, the traveling all-stars and motor Kings. Uh, that was my dad. Uh, and he, uh, he's been in a lot uh, worse situations than I, I ever will get myself into. And it was in terms that, um, by the age of 22, all of his friends were either dead or in prison. Um, he, he was from South Philadelphia. So, so he, he always was, um, from a police perspective, the police were an occupying force in, in South Philly. Always be respectful. Uh, always never get out of line in terms of how you deal with them. Um, but yeah, he, he went through a lot of tough times. And so he said, in order to get through, you, you've got to make sure that uh, you don't get angry. You don't take the baggage of someone else. So someone else's prejudice and they're throwing their baggage on you. Now, now you're toting all their baggage down the road. And, and it's like, why? Like it's, um, you know, interesting enough, the, the gentleman, um, yeah, one, uh, somebody called me uh, this week who thought his father might've been the person who made that decision. And he apologized for his father's sins. And I just told him no need to apologize. Um, you're, I don't know who it was, um, you know, and so I'm not going to point fingers at, at anybody. And, and, and I said to him, and I really believe this, that it's, he let, I assume he's not prejudiced or, or racist. I assume he's afraid. He's afraid to, to take a chance. He's afraid to, to go a different way than, than what is the norm. You know, it's, and what the norm is, I mean, you know, certainly, you know, I'm sure you guys have, Kind of faced it in a different way. You're not exactly the norm that comes up uh, there, and so you, you've got to have somebody championing and see something in you that you go, "Hey, I like that. That's different. I'm willing to, you know, perhaps take my position on these guys because I really think that it's it's going to make that difference." And, and I think that's a big part is that unless you have somebody championing you when you are different, whether it be a female, whether it's a person with a disability, whether it's a person of color. Uh, you don't, you have very little opportunity to get through. So how you've been sitting on this, um, for so long. So did it feel good? Sorry. Uh, that that's Oakland. Uh, she's, um, did it feel good to finally get the story out there? Well, I, I didn't have any, uh, I, the response back from Canadians has been simply overwhelming. Um, and that's, that feels good. The, uh, I didn't, and I said this to Joanne, I said, you know, if I went to my grave and, and we'd never said anything about it, that would be okay. It wasn't burning in me at, by any means at all. I knew what happened uh, when, when I shot this. And again, you guys know production so well, is that um, it was almost an afterthought. And it was, um, I'm just going to tell this little story of how Body Break got started. And when I actually started to talk, the name Mark Jones came out. The time came out. The Jack Hutchison, the name Jack Hutchison came out. All these names came out of these uh, that I was going through that I, I didn't pre-plan anything. And so that was, um, 
you know, certainly, um, I guess what the kids would call it's uh, organic or, you know, natural, you know, it just, just happened. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that uh, when I put those names out and, and everything, uh, I'm sure that someone at TSN may have uh, gone and checked the archives it was such and such working there at this time. And who was Jack Hutchison <laughs> before they offer the apology. And and when TSN did, I was, I mean, look, I mean, um, let's say TSN has been very, very good to me um, is and that the fact, um, you know, whether it be the amazing race being on OTR over a hundred times, I have no ill will towards uh, CTV, Bell Media or TSN. And, and in fact, TSN wasn't a part of uh, the Bell Media family. I mean, they probably had three or four owners uh, before then, but the uh, the uh, <coughs> Kayla the Kayla Gray situation and uh, Sherry Brown I was I heard one um, one intro Sherry Ford, uh, Sherry Ford uh, one of the intros into my uh, doing an interview and the person said well it was you know excellent timing that Hal put this on at that point almost that it was like I calculated it I had not even heard about it uh, I didn't right. I didn't even know about this whole thing I was playing golf. I, I did it. I, I did it a few days before that. And uh, the person who has my social media she said, do you want to throw it out on Friday? I said, well, probably let's just put it out on Monday. Um, I'm new to, to YouTube and just starting up the channel. I said, and I've been told it's better to do it on Monday. So I said, okay, let me put it out on Monday. I played golf up at uh, Grandview. Then I was heading back to the city. And then I pressed uh, a public. I, I, my round was over. That's how much thought I was having with this. So it certainly wasn't pre-programmed or planned. Um, and then all the, the, the storm is hitting and uh, just uh, shocked the hell out of me. What's, what's going on? Uh, I think the thing that really resonated with me is we're just telling half the story because years later when you guys were developing Body Break, you went to TSN an executive at TSN was interested in the show, but they were interested in the show with Joanne and perhaps a white host. Not That executive did not feel, in, I guess in his words, that Canada was ready for a, a black man and a white woman together on television that we would all speculate whether they were married or not. Um, it's, it's what's amazing to me, Hal, and I think Matt Cause talked to you about this on the radio, is that like Dan and I would hold a grudge about about because we just hold grudges. You not only did you not hold a grudge, you used it as fuel to get the participation thing going, and then you subsequently maintained a great relationship, as you said, with with CTV and TSN throughout the years. And I just think that is the message here that everyone needs to realize: is how can someone deal with so much prejudice? and just compartmentalize it and almost use it as fuel to, to make something great out of their life. Well, you know, unlike uh, Jordan, uh, you know, in the, the uh, documentary, I mean, he used uh, made up stuff as fuel to, to drive right. him, right? I, I think that would destroy me. I would be so burned up with anger that it would, it would destroy me. I just, it was one guy who made the decision. I mean, again, if I could understand if, you know, if Jay was around, then we could have, I could see them replacing me with yourself. Yeah, definitely. That would, you know, <laughs> could be enough. But, but I, it is the fact that, that it's like, this is one guy who was afraid. He just, he, he, when he said Canada wasn't ready, he wasn't ready. And, you know, right. you know, he, I don't know how long he was in the programming position. You know, I don't know how tenuous a, 
uh, a job he had. And he goes, gee, if I make that decision, uh, what's that going to happen? You know, he's, he's doing a calculation on his job. Uh, and so, uh, and that's, that's how I looked at it. So, but it was funny. I've always told Joanne and uh, like Joanne would never go on the sales calls with me or and so forth. And I'd come back and I'd say, uh, she go, how'd it go? I said, it went terrific. She goes, oh, are they going to take it? I said, no. I said, but, <laughs> but, they, but, they, but they really liked it. They really liked it. And so I'd be like, and they, you know, and I say, you know what they, you know what they said? They've never seen anything like that before. So that was the fuel that I needed. People were just telling me they had never seen anything like this before. So I, I kept going because I thought, well, they've never seen it. There's going to be somebody who thinks this is a great thing. And so I always, and when we do our, a lot of corporate speaking and, and so forth across the country. And I, I talk about that, that it's, I thank TSN. I thank them for putting me to the direction of participation because without that gentleman doing that, I would have still gone down the road of kind of traditional things. Whereas I didn't, when I, when I thought of TS, when I thought of participation that afternoon, it was because I said to Joanne, who, who promotes um, physical fitness for the government? And she said, participation. And because I thought the government would, multiculturalism would be a benefit to them. So I looked at when he said, you're, you know, you're black. I was like, oh my, I'm really, um, is that, uh, that here's where I need to go. You know, I need to use my, my benefit. I need to use what I have. And so I'm thankful in a sense that he taught me that direction. Without hooking up with participation, we, we would not have owned the body break, everything that we, we own, footage, the whole, the whole nine yards of it. We would not have had the, the instant credibility with the Canadian public that we did going through participation, nor the instant credibility with all the 140 TV stations that we were playing. We were play, being played 1,500 times a week on over 140 stations for close to 15, 16 years. And then it, as CRTC rules changed, it went down to 1,800 and, and then so forth. So it's, I thank the gentleman at TSN for uh, building our business. Um, Hal, I have a two question, two parter. Um, oh, my sister got here. My sister just took over. Okay. Um, how did this never come up if you're on uh, off the record so often? And did Landsberg ever give you anything for coming on off the record that often? Well, yes. Uh, and my daughter, uh, Sierra, she was, uh, when she was younger, uh, she's 21 now. And she says uh, the first few years when she was like four, five, six, seven, eight, and I'd go to off the record, they would ha they'd have a goodie bag for us. And then I guess it, uh, um, TSN got sold to someone else and then they didn't have goodie bags anymore. So I was <laughs> quite disappointed from that. So it was, uh, but uh, no, it's, yeah, I've never really had that discussion with Michael. Um, you know, being on, being on off, I being on off the record was um, uh, was was a great way to sh see a different side of me, the athlete side of me. The because people think, oh, Hal, he's hey, happy, you know, keep fit, have fun, you know that. But uh, like, I'm an athlete, you know, I'm I'm very very competitive. I want to rip your throat out when I'm playing golf, like whatever game I'm playing, I want to win. And so uh, off the record was a great um, vent for me to, to show a little bit of my sports side. But, uh, you know, uh, Jay, one of the things you said uh, that I want to touch on that you wondered why um, I wasn't resentful or, or angry and so forth is that 
and that's what's interesting. A lot of the comments from people that are coming back is like, oh, I'd be mad and whatever. But I'd had 31 years of this before that. So I, I wasn't shocked. You know, it wasn't like, oh, my God, you know, these guys are doing like, I, you know, I'm, I'm right. going to the, you know, the, some lawyer. I mean, it was like I'd had I'd had my grade seven teacher tell me that I uh, I better do well in athletics because I wasn't smart enough to. Uh, proceed in business. Um, I had my, uh, when I was in grade four, my baseball coach uh, asked me, he said, why can't you can't run faster? You know, you can hit the home, but you're black. You can run fast. Why aren't you, you people are supposed to be able to run faster. Um, oh my God. You know, uh, I've been pulled over by the police numerous times and never given a ticket. So this guy telling me this is like, ah, it's, it's, it's not a shock. You know, it's like, right. Okay. I, I was the number one sales rep uh, when I sold computer systems to the military in the U.S. after I went to the University of Colorado. I, uh, I was the number one sales rep out of three, 300 um, uh, sales, sales guys for over six months. I led, it, led the pack. And number 84 and number 26 and number whatever were promoted and I wasn't. And so, you know, this stuff happens. I, I wish there was a different word for systemic that people would understand it a little bit better that, and that's one of the things with, with body break is that what we tried to do is we tried to normalize things. That's what it really comes down to is if you, if you make it um, normal, it's, if you see it enough, it becomes normal. Like Jay and Dan, when they were first seen, wasn't normal. <laughs> yeah. And you're, you're still not normal but it's like it, you, you get used to it and it's like you don't kind of like oh you're not shocked by it and so when 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 kids that are you know five six seven eight and they're watching us in ytv and they keep seeing us on ytv and it's like we're we're there all this time and they're gonna when they grow up to be 18 19 20 Oh yeah, I saw you know black guy, and I saw a guy in a wheelchair all the time, and I said it's normal, and, yeah. and that's that's what that's what systemic is in the sense that it keeps the norms and it keeps the people that are in power in power, and and I know it's you know it's funny because it's very difficult. I've done sixty four uh, interviews in the last last week, and I and a lot of radio, and I think I did every TSN. Uh, a TSN a radio show. And it's very difficult to, you're talking to the, the, the guys who are on the radio in a, you know, a business that's fluctuating now with multimedia and everything's where do you go? And they feel threatened somewhat by this because if you right. have more people that should be getting in, they're threatened by that. You know, it's like, and you're going, well, yeah, I think they should, but not my job. You know, right. That's, <laughs> right. that's a, like in the NBA. Why is the NBA uh, TSN uh, Mark, uh, Paul Jones does half of the play by play. He's the only black play by play announcer in the NBA. And he does only half of them. Eric Smith does, you know, the other half. Why? I mean, he did it for six years uh, here in uh, as the full time. And then he was then somebody came in who said, oh, I think there should be somebody different. And he's boom, he's out. Uh, now he does color commentary at the other half time, but why is a black league basically uh, the NBA in terms of so predominantly? Why is there only 
you know, uh, Paul half time as a play-by-play announcer. Um, so I, I guess it, it's really something that I'm, I've, obviously I feel very passionate about, but my approach has been more that um, you've got to touch the hearts and minds of people. You can't hit them over the head with a club. Um, if you really want to make positive change uh, that lasts. And um, I guess it's kind of, in a sense, more the Martin Luther King approach rather than the Malcolm X approach. And that's, that's, that's just more my personality. Well, Hal, you're a much better man than myself, Jay and Christoph combined. Um, <laughs> uh, you look like a million bucks. You're a living legend. Yeah. I-, I wish we had you on before all of this. And now hopefully you'll come on all the time. Sure. Absolutely. It's, uh, I just want, and I want you to have just for that view behind you. <laughs> That's right. That is spectacular. It's nice during the day. Usually I have the blinds down. So that we, uh, um, but yeah, we we're, we're moving up here. We sold our house in Oakville. We're uh, moving North. So we're uh, just chilling. And do you uh, fish? I, 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 no, I, I, I have fish. I have. It's, it's in, too boring. I find it too boring. No, I, I don't. I sit at the end of the dock. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like to kill anything, you know, yeah. I, no, I'm not, I'm not into that. So, but no, I, I just love to play golf and, um, and just, I, I do a little bit of handiwork around the place and have, and have some fun. But, uh, I, I, this, um, this whole thing that has erupted and happened, I don't know what's next. Um, I think, I feel that I have an opportunity to, do good. I don't know what that might be um, to talk about it. I think the biggest thing, the reason I shot the video or, or got the idea of doing it is there was a lot of my white friends were kind of calling me and asking me, Hey, you know, what should I do? I, I don't want to do blackout Tuesday. Cause that might sound, uh, may, I don't know what to do. So I just, I said, you know, why don't you just listen, just, just listen. And, and the fact you called me and you want to kind of talk about it. Um, that's fantastic. And then I, you know, like three days later, um, just went and shot it. And literally it was done in 10 minutes. Um, and and I, as it was coming out, I didn't know exactly what I was going to say. And and uh, so we're, I'm pleased because I don't think, I, and actually I've never seen it. I, I just <laughs> put it out, it's done. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm so glad at the response. But I, I, I my dad, who's 88, he, he plays golf every other day at Burlington Springs. My dad said he's more hopeful now than he's ever been in his life. So yes, that's amazing uh, to hear. Yeah. So if my dad is hopeful, uh, you know, then, and it's funny, I've heard like on, um, on other, I heard on your other podcast last week um, with uh, coach. Uh, oh, Sam. Yeah. Sam, Sam, Mitchell. Sam Mitchell. You know, it's like, I, I can hear in his voice, his, uh, not frustration and we're all frustrated in, in different ways, but his, he doesn't sound as hopeful as I want to be. And I think the difference is he's in the United States. And and the, the thing is, is that I've lived in the States for going to university and then living there afterwards for a total of 10 years. Um, and I've lived in Canada most of my life. And there is a si- seismic difference between the two countries. We're on, we're, you know, kind of ripping away a little bit, but the U.S. was built on slavery. Um, and so I look at the U.S. as racist and Canada is just ignorant. And once you teach them, Canadians will do the right thing. 
um, I, I've, I've got a lot of hope. When I'm in the U.S. and I'm driving, uh, to give you an example, Joanne and I were driving to Arizona in uh, October with our bikes or two dogs and a pickup truck and going down to Arizona for two weeks just to, to rollerblade and cycle. Um, we, uh, we don't drive at night when we go through there, um, through Oklahoma, Texas, New Mexico, Indiana. You know, so it's getting a little bit dark. Okay, we're, we're, what hotel we're going to pull in to, to go? And when I'm in the States, I feel hunted. Um, when I'm here, I don't have that feeling at all. Um, so, and, and that's the difference. And it's just, it's just interesting. You know, the, the country's different. I think it can be educated and I think everyone's w willing to listen right now. So now's the time to, to really talk about it in a positive way. I uh, couldn't agree more. And, and Hal, I love to hear you speak. I love to hear you speak about it and, and basically everything. I wish we had more time to chat with you, but uh, we got to let you go and take a, take a midnight swim or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do, I do, but I, I just don't have any clothes on, so I can't do oh. this on this family show. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Great okay. talking to you, my friend. And uh, and stay well. And and give our best to Joanne. You know, because uh, you know, you know, it would be cool to have her on as well sometime. And, and yeah, chat. Well, until next time, keep it and have fun. Thanks, Hal. Take yes. <laughs> Thanks, Hal. Take care. Thanks, See you, See you Hal. Bye bye. Bye bye. So our next guest is Matt O'Brien, who I have to apologize off the top because. When I originally said, hey, come on the podcast, and I, I forgot that we taped Tuesdays. So he sent me a message Monday night. He said, we still doing this? And I got it like oh. two hours after the fact. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh I got yes. stood up. You stood me up. But I was I waiting there at the computer. I did, I, I, I've got baby brain, as I told you, because of the newborn. And so I apologize. Matt O'Brien, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Listen. Uh, what are we doing? You, I didn't. You, I didn't miss anything. <laughs> I'm available every day. So hey, I like the wood paneling. Um, the old there was an old bar in my hometown, Peterborough, Ontario, called the Pig's Ear, and the then wood paneling. Have you been there, dude? I lived in Peterborough for three years. What? Yes, my what my the hell were you doing there? My family's from there. So after I'm high in Peterborough right now. I'm in. Uh, uh, where am I? Combermere. I thought you were going to say, I'm in the basement. I'm in a, a, a Russian sauna of some kind, I guess. I know. We, me, and my, me and my wife, been, so we've been freaking out the locals with our California license plate in our car. Okay, yes. so but why don't we play uh, uh, the clip that made Matt famous on the internet? Uh, Christoph, do you have that? Have yep. I? Yep. Been famous? Yeah, of course you are. Very, very famous. Here it is. Welcome to Wine with Matt O'Brien. I gotta listen to my own video, huh? This is a nightmare. On today's show, we'll be drinking a 2016 Cabernet Sauvignon. Shelf price, $3.99. I'm getting fragrances of dad mouth. Pennied ham. The ham covered with pennies. Had a taste. Oh, mm. Uh. Mm. A citrus, an orange gasoline, a wet book, getting some wet book. Mm. Boy Meets World Season 1. 
No, wait. Season two. <sighs> Microwaved sandal. <laughs> A rusty dog. Okay. I... <laughs> Let's ah. not let's not let's not put Matt on so, us anymore. So <laughs> don't Matt, spoil the ending. Don't spoil the ending. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt is a Canadian comedian who was in the States. You're back in Canada, and you started doing these wine reviews of two dollar, three dollar wines, and that one it just floored everyone. How did you ever come up with that? I well, I've been living in Los Angeles for three years, and the booze prices are crazy low in certain yeah. areas uh yes. and especially at trader joe's you can get what's called two buck chuck even though yeah. it's called three it's three bucks now at least <laughs> but uh so i was like oh this cheap wine it's actually not bad and then i discovered the dollar store around the corner for me also sold wine and that was a real wait gold wait the dollar store <laughs> yeah. sold wine it was a real gold mine of <laughs> i'll tell you that much it was <laughs> There was so much, and it was like a dollar, two dollars, three dollars a bottle. And it what's just the was, hangover like on those? It's just like you've been sucking on a car muffler for hours. <laughs> like it's bad. It's and it's 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 syrup. It's just syrup. It's pure syrup. I swear, one of the bottles is the label is just a wet fist. <laughs> you don't know what it is. So I'm like, I got to review these somehow. So I, that's, that's, what, that's what started it. I got, that's I, cool. You seem like a very creative guy. If you, anyone follows you on social media, you're always doing like that. And it takes, takes some balls to just throw stuff out there. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing it for years, but it's, <laughs> it's yeah. Especially because as a stand-up comic, everyone's like, you got to do online. You got to do something online. Join TikTok. And I'm like, I'm never... <laughs> joining tiktok yes um, thank you matt yes I, you. I don't want to dance or add lip sync but it's so i'll do it my own way so i that's i i taught myself how to like green screen things and yeah i just uh, i don't know i enjoy it it's 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 something to do you know can you uh take us back to how you were in peterborough for three years of your life <laughs> and then and then and and now are and take uh, COVID out of it. Now you're back in Canada, but you're you're based in Los Angeles now with your wife. And uh, at how tell tell me about the journey. How did that uh, all come about? Uh, coming back to Canada. Uh, from no, let's well let's start with getting. To you have LA. to start. start yeah. We have to start in Peterborough though. What <laughs> Peterborough? That was my parents grew up there, so they forced me after high school graduation. They're like, listen, we got a place in Peterborough, and you're coming because I wasn't going to college the next year, so I was stuck. So I got a job at Galaxy Cinemas. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Big time. Um, yeah. And also the blockbuster there. And then uh, kind of just rinky-dinked around Peterborough for a bit. Went to Sin City. You know Dan as well. Mm -hmm. the Pig's Ear, Piggy Trash Thursdays. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. um, I got beat up a lot because I didn't what? play lacrosse or hockey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I got the out of me constantly uh, were you there uh, when copperfields was still there we're going very deep in a piro were you there were you too young oh no copperfields wasn't me no white house yeah. is the oldest people would go to the white okay. house that was the grossest bar that people would not <laughs> go to um and then from there went to uh durham college in oshawa another uh pristine town yeah um, yes yes yeah. Uh, I live there as well. Are you? Are we the same guy? Are you? <laughs> yeah. the and, and then I also went to LA. Oh my yeah. God! What a future I have. I look like an old <laughs> magician's accountant. Um, 
so I went to school in Oshawa for journalism, believe it or oh, not. Yeah? And, uh, and then, uh, and then went to Toronto cause I, I wanted to do stand up, and then, uh, and then 10, 11 years in, in Toronto and then, uh, made enough money from doing commercials and stuff and, um, got a green card, moved to LA, started the whole career over again and, uh, ate for three years. And, um, <laughs> and the only thing that interrupted the shitting was the COVID. So, <laughs> so, but like to the outside, we're like you were, you guys were killing it down there. You're, you're putting videos up. It's Frazier. It's wine. You're having fun. You're going to Thailand. You're doing it all, Matt O'Brien. Like it Why? seemed like Look you were eating at all. You were, you guys were doing great. I know we're very hard on ourselves. We, yeah, we were starting to get momentum. Like um, we were doing. I, st I started doing sketches on. Conan, which was exciting because I've always loved that show. Um, and my friend Levi McDougal writes on it and he was writing right. it for sketches. Um, I was doing some stuff with Comedy Central and it was just kind of all working out. And then it just came to a screeching halt and then the whole town fell apart. And then we were like, back, back we go, I guess. So did you I mean, race that... back here? We, uh, yeah, we heard the border was closing and we didn't know what the <laughs> hell that meant. <laughs> so it, it sounded like a giant metal gate was coming down and we were just you're, you're like indiana jones and just yeah. grab your hat yeah wow. only it's just like an iphone charger um <laughs> but so and then we found out that canadian citizens can get in regardless whenever so we didn't really have to rush back but but our, we live right in hollywood like right in hollywood like two blocks south of the chinese theater and it's a bad area and it got super bad very quick. So it was very nice to come back to Canada. Also healthcare, my God. Right, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I laugh about healthcare. So when I came back, I sent out a very innocent tweet saying, I just signed back up for Canadian healthcare. They asked my name. They, uh, they got my, uh, my details, my address and stuff. And I was signed up. Yeah. No pre-existing. I didn't give anyone money. And people were like, oh, you think it's free. You don't know where your money. I'm like, buddy, <laughs> I was paying for my family like $1,400, $1,500 a month just for basic health care in the States. I'm like, what are you talking about? I want to know where my money's going. Let yeah. me spend it where I want. No, free health care is the shit. It's amazing. Yeah. It's how it should be. Absolutely. And it's, it's one of those things like as a Canadian moving down to LA, especially like it was crazy to even think about it. It was like, Oh, and then we had a certain healthcare and it's like, Oh, but if we get an emergency, we can't go to that hospital. We have to go to that hospital. Right. And so it's like, it's insane. It's a nightmare place, but I uh, hope it uh, opens up again soon. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but we love it. It's a nightmare, <laughs> but we love it. Um, yeah, because I remember talking to people who worked with us down there and they couldn't wrap their heads around the healthcare thing. And I used to say, um, well, if your house is on fire and you had to call the fire department, would like you wouldn't get your wallet out, you know, like it, it's kind of yeah. like that. And then they, and then they yeah. got it like instantly they got it. They're like, oh, okay. So it's just like that. And so, yeah, I think, I think they would have, especially in California, which is probably politically as close to Canada as you can get just judging by the fact that the day after Trump was elected, I went to the Santa Monica farmer's market and it was like showing up at a funeral for a thousand people. Um, 
But you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like if any state was going to get it, it might be California, but it's just embedded. It's embedded there, right? It's, yeah, it's it's, really I, was, I was at a bar once and uh, I brought my ID out and then my Canadian health card fell out and Americans picked it up. Like it was like the, the monkeys in uh, 2001 <laughs> Space. They were just like, oh, like, what is this? Like, what do you mean a card for health? What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, you, so now, oh, sorry, go yeah, ahead, Dan. Well, I don't well, want to interrupt the question. You you deliver a baby in Canada, it's zero dollars, and if you deliver one in the states, it's like fifty, sixty thousand dollars. Oof! Like it's just it's just basic things like that that we take for granted. I'll that. deliver your baby for half that if you know anybody. <laughs> <I'll>... <laughs> okay. So uh, Matt, tell us about um, the stand-up scene in LA has exploded. Everyone's got a podcast. Uh, this guy's got a podcast. This guy is uh, emailing uh, girls on the internet and uh, <laughs> soliciting pictures. Um, that guy's a UFC commentator. Um, is it uh, just jumping into that after you, like you said, you established yourself in Toronto for 10 years. You, it's a smaller comedy community. People get to know you. You kind of build yourself up. And then you got to go start up, not only start over again, but start over in this place that's probably pretty intimidating, I would say. It is. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, I, my our first week there it was like we were going to shows and like bill burr was stopping in or like random celebrity like i did a show in santa monica and gary Busey was in the front row <laughs> and i was i was in the green room and the, the host comes in he goes he goes hey everybody um just so you know Busey's in the front row don't talk to him he'll ruin the show <laughs> and, and, and i'm sitting there i'm like are you and all the other LA comics? They were like, "Okay, he's back. Like he's he's here again." <laughs> and so I go on stage, and yeah, he's right front center. Everyone's staring at Busey. No one's looking at the show because why would you look at anything other than Busey? And then I'm trying to do my jokes, and I'm bombing. Two jokes, nothing. <laughs> I look at Busey. I'm like, "My God, close your look at those teeth!" And then yes. he just goes off. He starts, <laughs> he starts yelling about bicycles or something. And he's destroying, and I'm just standing there like an idiot. And then he just screamed for five minutes, and then I got off stage, and the host was like, I told you not to talk to Busey. Like, the Wait, number that, one rule I, I learned in that's, LA. Is that is a t-shirt. You, you need to put that t-shirt out. I told you not to talk to Busey. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, I would buy that. But he came back in the green room, and he shook my hand. He was like, oh, that was a hell of a show. Great show. I loved it. <laughs> just a big yes. like, <laughs> Oh, no, the, grind, the teeth grinding. Yeah, but you got the you got the Busey bump, Matt. Yeah, it was. Uh, so I've been blessed by Busey, and um, everything was easy after that. But it's no, it's was that the Neil Brennan? Uh, was that the Neil Brennan night at that Santa Monica club? It wasn't. No, it was just the uh, they have a Saturday night show that that sells out every week. My buddy Chris Chris Gorbos runs it, and uh, yeah, it was just a great night to to stop in. And it was one of the few clubs that actually took me in the West Side Comedy Club, actually, because getting like you go to the Improv, unless you are a mega celebrity, you're not going to get on. The Comedy Store is run by Joe Rogan, and if you don't know him, you're not going to get on. Or if you're not a door person there, you're not going to get on. And it's just my first couple years i was just doing open mics again how about like, hermosa right. did you try the hermosa comedy and magic club or magic the magic club? club oh i i auditioned there i don't think they liked me <laughs> also it's a, it's a very clean it's a very clean club not like i'm a dirty comic but it's like they're like don't say shit. don't even say it once so it's like <laughs> I don't know. Or Leno will, Leno will come for you or something. Yeah, he'll come yeah, for you on Leno, Sunday. Leno, uh, yeah, he plays there every Sunday, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's a beautiful club, it though. Is. It's very nice. But it's uh, you find your little spots. Like, I didn't... Honestly, I've never performed on so many picnic tables in my entire life. I've... Uh, <laughs> I'm performing outside in LA so much. It's uh, but it's it's way more rewarding than like the clubs. It's good that wherever you can get the time, basically. You know how Leno Matt has the uh, his signature denim on denim ensemble. He always wears a jean shirt and jean. I like. Are you wearing like a green tracksuit? I feel like this should be your signature ensemble. I am. I mean, Jeno has the jean cuisine, right? And then uh, yeah. This is a this is a velour tracksuit I got custom yes. made. It's, yes, uh, it's got my name on it. Oh my god, and that's it's, incredible! It's this company called Sweatsito. They're not giving me any money for this, but it's uh, yeah, it's my buddy. We all, I mean, a bunch of comics in Toronto have Sweatsitos, so we all have our names on these stupid velour tracksuits. And I'm at a cottage right now, so I've just been farting in it for <laughs> six days. This this might be a dumb question since you called it a Sweatsito. How's the breathability? Is it actually very sweaty? It is very breathable. It's, oh, yeah, oh, it's, a, it's a nice okay. velour and it, it washes well and it's uh, cozy as hell. And uh, yeah, do you guys want me to do, I don't know, dance? <laughs> <laughs> well, I like breathability because, well, since, since we are very similar. I want you to uh, fart. With, with the Peterborough connection, uh, I believe you have an Ottawa connection, uh, the, the Oshawa connection. Here, here's the... Here's the big, this is the, the one that can really seal it. Do you use gold bond? I mean, yeah, because I, I run a lot. Of course. Yeah. You need, Boom. You we're, the we're the same person. We're the same yeah. person. Yeah. We're the same person. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I'm going a little bit, you have the same haircut almost at this point. Yeah. I, I got me a haircut. So uh, I'm not going to a barber. My wife tried to get me a cup. I don't know if you can see that. She took a chunk out of me. Oh yeah, she did. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it. It's it's coming back. They're calling the it the chunk. chunk. The kids are calling it the chunk on TikTok. Give it a chunk, man. Give it a chunk. <laughs> I feel like I should leave you guys just to finish this one up. I'm going to go up and pee because you guys have really made a connection, and I like it a lot. I'm going to go pee. I'm going to let you finish up this interview. Matt, I love you, and I uh, wish you continued success. And your wife, Julie, I th hope you guys do great and make it back to L.A. I'm going to go pee pee now. I'll be right Thank back. You. Have a Matt, fun what's your Ottawa connection? Um, that's where uh, Julia's from, my wife. Uh, my wife. My wife. I could not <laughs> stop saying that when we first got married. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> that's um, a, a stuff. Can you play that? Because whenever Jay says my wife. My wife. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> it's my wife. That's a lazy Borat. That's Borat in a recliner. That's recliner. Could Borat. You could never film Borat in today's day and age. No, absolutely not. But at the time, you're like, I mean, no one was doing that. It's like Jackass, too. It's like the, when the Jackass movies came out, you were like, what? he pushed who in a garbage a grocery cart? Like, he put no. what on his balls? Yeah. And now the internet's been around so long, you're like, I've seen everything. Nothing surprises me. Nothing shocks me anymore. Does Tom Green get enough credit because he essentially was the original Jackass? Absolutely. I think he was. Yes. It's, uh, I, I think he should get way more credits, but uh, he seems to be doing fine considering he's got a nice uh, Hollywood Hills house. And Did you watch when he first started doing his internet show where he would get like bombed? I would get home from work at like, um, so we, Jay and I used to do the show 2 a.m. So I get home at three. I'd be watching it. He'd be live in LA and it was chaos. Yeah, they, they, they didn't post it anywhere. You had to watch it live to see it. And it was mesmerizing. 
Oh yeah, my my yeah. This was, this was way before the internet, so like my friend would VHS record it and then bring it in to school the next day, and then we just pass it around like a doobie and just all get a little bit of Tom Green and like as much as every everyone's parents were like, oh, it's gonna rot your brain. How are you watching this garbage? You're like this guy. Oh, so he, yeah, you're talking about the original Tom Green. I'm talking about when he started the his internet when he was doing it from his house. Like oh, the, that. I yeah, didn't watch, I didn't watch. I watched the original original stuff. Okay, so we we watched it. You watched the original. I watched yeah. the reincarnated Tom Green. Yeah, it yeah. was called Tom. It was called Tom Green's House Tonight. Yes, that's yes. right. Tom Green's house tonight. I remember Fred Willard who just passed away. I remember he was on it and he was like, wow, this is a really nice house. Like, I think he was, first of all, I don't know how he ended up there. Yeah. Everyone forgets that really Tom surprised. Green was married to Drew, Drew Barrymore for what a week. Oh yeah. Something uh, like that. Yeah. He's actually been really good. To, he found out that we were, me and Julia were in LA and he like reached out and has been really great to us. It's weird that the Canadians in LA, like, Harlan Williams as well has been very nice to ah, us. Ah, so funny. Never so talked funny. to him in Canada, but like once you find other Canadians in LA, you like want to like protect each other mm -hmm. and like we're like uh, a herd of wild hyenas. <laughs> <laughs> we're just trying to wild hyenas together. with healthcare. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd listen to that band. The wild Canadian hyenas? That's wild like, hyenas with healthcare. With healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be into that as well. What so how, do, how we, Oh, we were talking about um, Tom Green. Um, then we're talking about Ottawa. Um, and then you came back. Because Tom Green is doing stand-up now, right, Matt? Like, he's kind of a stand-up now. He is. He's been around. Yeah, he had a residency in uh, Vegas for a while, too. And Ooh, uh, yeah, he's, been, he's been doing great. I mean, it's... Uh, I don't know. It's, it's funny when you get to... When you get to LA, like you find any Canadian, and you're just—I'm just so supportive of every Canadian because I'm like, God, we're all down here just grinding. Oh, what a yeah. nightmare this is! Let's just all yeah, let's all yeah, let's tragic bond together. Like, I think yeah. we could. I think um, we, the three of us, can we get a residency in Peterborough? <laughs> the pig's ear. Is Maybe. it? Hey, pig's ear's gone. Pig's ear's it's gone. gone, buddy. What? It's gone. Yeah. Ah. The world's brightest about, bar. What about yes. Spanky's? Spanky's is still there. Yes, of course. Okay. Oh, yeah. We can get a residency there. Like, it's kind of like Matt doing stand-up on picnic tables. We could do stand-up on the bar there. Yeah, you've, st you've stood on that bar in a sombrero. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Do you remember Thursdays, Dan? Uh, of course. <laughs> um, uh, the last time I went there, um, the rumor was a girl we went to high school was going to um, be a stripper that night. Oh. Um <laughs> So I went in, that was my first time there, and they had um, plastic like um, like deck chairs as their chairs, like <laughs> ones you'd find on someone's like cheap deck. So we're I like, think I remember that. this is weird. Um, and she did not perform that night. And the last I heard about Thursdays was it got closed down because someone got stabbed with a pool cue and died in the parking wow. lot. What a nightmare, yeah. huh? That's, it's... And, that's, and that's how you close a bar down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the end. <laughs> Because it was the bartender and the owner. I mean, that's that's <laughs> yeah. who got stabbed. We went, <laughs> there, I went I went there once uh, just to when, when I think I first turned like 19. And then we're like, let's go to Thursdays. Let's just see what it is. And then we walked in and there was a stripper stripping to uh, Finger Eleven's one thing with like a <laughs> tiny towel. And it was <laughs> the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It was the slowest. 
Weirdest and it, song. it's the classic small town strip club because it's in behind another. It's like hidden, and you yeah. kind of like you don't want to be seen driving in behind. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it looks like it's on the way to an airport, but there's no airport. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. It's yeah. kind of like the adult uh, section at the old VHS store. I know Blockbuster didn't have a map, but like I remember Rogers video in Edmonton there was like a separate adult section in what was a normal video store but it was like curtained off so to oh, get yeah. in like you'd have you'd have to be like I'm the pervert here I yeah. go I'm going in <laughs> oh yeah like, we had one of those Vi video 99 and we always walked really slow so we could see who was in there we're like who's yeah. that creep yeah. <laughs> can the you get I us one them. though <laughs> I lived in uh, Brantford for a bit and uh, the jumbo video there their yes. porno section had like it, it was like a castle um, like brick on the outside. The doorway was like, like a castle and had two gargoyles on the doorway. Like I, I I was like, what happens in there? I thought it was like a horror, uh, like a like a haunted house or something, but it was like the weird medieval scary. porn. Yeah. Um, before the jumbo video shut down in uh, Peterborough, I once picked up a, a message off the, the home phone and they're like, uh, jumbo video calling. Uh it looks like uh, cheer, <laughs> cheerleaders having fun, 76. Um, you are late in returning this. I'm like, what? So my brother had rented this and he had never returned it. So I erased the message. And I don't know if he still has that copy of cheerleaders having Let's fun. Let's get him on the line. <laughs> yeah. And here he is now, Sean O'Toole. No, it was and actually, I think it was Vince. I think it was Vince. <laughs> We have a Jump. bunch of people who watched uh, cheerleaders having fun up to 75 and felt they didn't get the whole story. <laughs> but I think, I think uh, the reason I remember it because they left the message and then Jumbo Video shut down the next week. So I always wondered, I'm like, wow, so you rented a that video and you got to keep it? Also, was that the tipping point? They needed those yeah. late fees? <laughs> we need this. Like, they were all gathered around the phone. They're like, call them. Get it. And then they just hang it slowly. <laughs> but it I just called them. Call them again. Yeah. <laughs> we thought technology took down the VHS stores. It wasn't that at all. Yeah. It was the late fees. It was the late fees. So um, now that, just wait, one final thought. So we're all into like uh, cleaning your hands and stuff. No one ever thought of those videos that were rented from the curtain off section, yeah. just putting that right into your VCR. Imagine. Disgusting. Just yeah. a feces disc <laughs> just going into your, uh, it's, and I worked at a Blockbuster too. I worked at the one on, uh, it was at Lansdowne, Lansdowne in, Peter, in Peterborough. Yeah. And um, yeah, we would never disinfect anything. Like the only thing that they would say is they were like, when you're checking the return slot in the morning, check for dog <laughs> because some people would throw <laughs> some people would throw dog <laughs> in the. So they're like, just don't reach in there willy nilly. Like, look first and then read. What kind of a human does that? A dog, but, apparently. But Matt, would they would they take the little baggie and then just promptly? like drop it in or would they just take the in their hands and just throw it well, in there here's the thing i never witnessed it but it must have happened enough times where they were like heads up like yeah. it could happen again so <laughs> i don't know so one, one dog and late fees <laughs> yeah so did people ever try pull the fast one they return a video but they put like uh another vcr tape in its place and say whoa no i didn't 
So they try to keep the original? All the time. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. And then, I mean, I was like, I would see it and they were like, make sure you call these people out. And I'm like, I'm making $6 an hour. I don't give a <laughs> about anything. So, but the funniest part is, is the whole thing. Remember the whole thing with Blockbuster? Like you have to say hello when someone walks in. That was their biggest thing. Like right. whenever you walked into a Blockbuster, like the guy working had to go, hello! Like just because that's right. a security thing. <laughs> So I would scream hello at people, and then my boss would be like, "That's good stuff." Like, did, did, well, wait, did any, did anyone ever come in and you yell hello and they go off? Uh, oh yeah, sure. He's like, like they'd be like, they'd be like, "Oh, take it easy," or like, you know, easy, pal. Yeah, whatever they say in Peterborough, frig off, <laughs> frig off, buddy. <laughs> Uh, actually, uh, I think that's what it says on the welcome to Peterborough sign. Frig off, buddy. Frig the hell off, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was magical. This um, is fun. Matt, where, where can everyone find your stuff? How do we make the, the rest of 2020 the half of 2020? That's the good part for Matt uh, O'Brien. I'm uh, on Twitter, Matt underscore O'Brien, and then Instagram, just Matt O'Brien. Uh, and yeah, I'm just posting videos because I have nothing else. So I, I don't know. No, they're great. I don't know what I'm Matt, doing with my life. So I'm just going to keep posting videos. I don't know what your Instagram bio is, but I think it, you just said it right there. I'm just posting videos because I, have I honestly else. think my Instagram video, my Instagram bio says, oops, help me. Thank you. I, think that's <laughs> I actually think you should change it to frig off, buddy. I'm definitely changing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great talking to you, man. We love your stuff and uh, continued uh, success. And hopefully, you get back over the border soon. And, and yeah, I'll try. Out. I'll try. Thanks yeah. so much for having me. Good to see you, fellers. Yeah, great seeing you too, buddy. Talk to you soon. I love the Thank wood you. paneling. Thank you. I'll keep it up. <laughs> see you, buddy. See you, Matt. What a guy. There it is. What a couple of great guests. I think uh, Matt and I became best friends. I think you guys, uh, this will always look back at this podcast as the podcast that Dan finally met his soulmate. <laughs> well, I have been waiting, literally. Uh, now it's time for Smells Like a Sports Day, presented by Old Spice. Their new ultra smooth collections got dermatologist taste, not tasted, tested, uh, antiperspirants and aluminum free deodorants. Guys, lift up your arms, take a whiff of reality. You need an ultra smooth smell over. Yeah, you need a smell over. I smell some stinky people in reg regular life. I don't smell that many stinky people. I don't know where you're living, Dan, but I did <laughs> buy I did buy some Old Spice deodorant at my local uh, drugstore just the other day, and it I feel like I smell terrific. The Old Spice deodorant is so good, Dan, that it really is like putting on cologne. It's like it's like deodorant slash antiperspirant and cologne all in one. You don't need all these other products. Your uh, Paco Rabanne, your, uh, your Obsession, uh, your Dracar Noir. You can throw <laughs> that stuff out. That's gone. You just put on your Old Spice, you head out to the clubs. Boom, you're set. When the clubs reopen. All right. They're closed. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, get your – are we talking about the sports stats? Yeah, buddy. Oh, boy, sports dads. You know why sports dads are great? Talk to me. They drive you to practice. They drive you to games no matter what time. They got it. 
They've got it. It's their responsibility. Or they're deadbeats. And you don't want to be a deadbeat. <laughs> There's your slogan, Old Spice. That's it. Dan, I wanted to talk about uh, sports data, famous sports data, if we could. Uh, Archie Manning, uh, mm -hmm. legendary New Orleans Saints quarterback. Just one of these. You see Archie Manning, right? You know, he's in a luxury box. He's watching one of his sons play. And he just, it seems like the epitome of class. He is just like a cool dude. So what I wanted to talk about, Dan, was back in 2010, the Colts, Peyton Manning's playing for the Colts. The Colts and the Saints are in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. And it's leading up to the Super Bowl. And, of course, everybody's talking to Archie Manning. And they're saying, well, Archie, you, you're a legendary New Orleans Saint, one of the most famous athletes to ever play in the city of New Orleans. We associate you with the Saints. But your son plays for the Colts, and he's in the Super Bowl. Who are you going to cheer for? And Archie Manning was like, anyone who doesn't understand who I'm going to cheer for has never had children. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, that's very profound. That is a real sports dad. Because once you have the kids, those past loyalties, they go out the window. Uh, Friday night with your buddies. That's over. Uh, Saturday night with your buddies. That's gone. Uh, cheering for the team that you uh, put on the map as an NFL franchise. That's over because you've got kids now and you've got to cheer for the kids' teams. So that's, to me, Dan, what makes Archie Manning such a great Old Spice sports dad. Taping a podcast with your buddies. That's gone. <laughs> I mean, she was she's so quiet now. Well, no, no, because my sister came because, um, again, I, I won't get into it, but the, the reason I'm just with the baby here is because there is something. Yeah, well, anyway. uh, but that was a first. We've never had a baby sit in on a podcast. And I thought she did great. I thought she offered some funny bits. I thought she, uh, she had some great stories. Um, I love yeah. the part where she farted. I mean, overall, I think Oakland kind of stole the show here. Yeah. Um, it, it leads me to where I always wanted to do a show where an adult would have to do what a baby's doing. Because babies, just go, they just start going like this at yeah. all times. Well, you, you know, um, oh, I can't remember the uh, SNL guy oh yeah does that bit remember yes 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 he, he where he's a baby but he's like a ceo or whatever yeah, yeah they stopped doing that bit i liked it i thought it was funny it was kind of uh surreal but funny so that's old spice sports dads that's a good thing to focus on especially uh father's day this past uh this past sunday uh such an awesome fun I day i po i posted the picture of my dad and i building the quarter pipe that i talked about i saw time. that i got jenga bridge edition where you build jenga on a bridge whoa yeah it's it's not easy i was actually thinking about because i bought jenga for for my daughter isabel because she really likes it and it comes out of the out of the package i don't know how the bridge one is but i'm talking just the original one i bought it's just it's just wood Mm-hmm. That someone's just lightly sanded. Mm-hmm. Like someone was like, if I just lightly sand these pieces of wood, I'm gonna be a millionaire. And yeah. that's what happened. J Jenga. It's just wood. <laughs> There's your slogan. Okay, we've been we've gone way too long. Um we've all gotta put babies to bed and yada yada yada. Thank you guys for uh, listening and watching. We sincerely appreciate oh, it. Well, look, it's already been done. Baby's sleeping now. There she is. Night-night. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but they got like that. Like, much like many of the listeners, they've already gotten that. Now. <laughs> yeah. See ya. Bye. to the Jay and Dan podcast brought to you by our friends at McDonald's James Duffy presents the rubber boots podcast so we're sitting down at our table the the waiter comes up and he's like profusely sweating (laughs) and this is like 100% his first line to us he goes hello I am not well (laughs) I'm very ill. <laughs> you ate there? I came down with it yesterday. I've just not been good. Not good at all. Get it at tsn.ca and anywhere you get your podcasts.